Welcome to Postpartum Unfiltered. The podcast where we get real about what happens during the postpartum period. I am Jillian. And I'm Sarah. And we are two doctor moms who are not prepared for what postpartum would bring. By sharing your stories, we hope to spread awareness and allow other families to be more prepared for the time after birth. Hello and welcome back. Okay, if you were listening to last episode, let's see where we left off. Oh yes, in the pit of despair. So I'd like to talk about this a little bit more. It's been something that's been difficult to talk about because it was a really hard and challenging life uh, time in our lives. You know, a couple of weeks after my son was born and part of it I think is just an adjustment period, getting used to life with a newborn and not sleeping and having all these demands on your body physically, you know, you're recovering from all the changes that happened for the 40 weeks of pregnancy. You're recovering from the trauma of birth and, you know, I had a second degree tear and all of that. And then you're also trying to let your body heal and rest while you're producing literally all the food for some other human. And so it's, it's a lot. It's like your body's running a marathon and then the next day you're saying, okay, like we have a, another marathon to run. So I think that played a significant role as well. And that can't be discounted. But my mom stayed for about two weeks. And at the end of that, we were, we were pretty ready for her to leave because we, we wanted to figure out how to be a family as a family, uh, you know, just the three of us and figuring out our own rhythm and vibe and how we were going to make this work. And I mentioned last time that I just kept feeling these bouts of overwhelming sadness and I would just start weeping. And I remember feeling bad or guilty about it for a number of reasons. You know, my husband would look at me and say, what's wrong? And I, I didn't have a good answer for him, and he felt helpless. I, there was nothing he could do because he didn't really know what was going on. He didn't understand what I was experiencing, and and he didn't know how to help me. I didn't know how he could help me. I felt guilty because I had this beautiful, healthy baby, and I was feeling so disconnected from him. I, I didn't feel that immediate bond that people talk about. My husband says that he felt it, and you know he's felt that way throughout our children's lives so far and I just I I felt like I had this thing that constantly needed me constantly depended on me was making all these demands on me and I just did it it like it was the thing that was there that I had responsibility for and I felt guilty that I didn't feel that connection and I I think part of that is I thought that I would so I kind of I set myself up for a little bit of failure in in that moment because I I had so many ideas about how I would feel having a baby becoming a mother and I wasn't feeling that way at all. I didn't have any of the feelings I expected to have. I I also thought like okay, breastfeeding can be challenging, but you know, we're going to do it. We're going to have this and it's going to be this cool experience, you know, that I get to have where I feel like I'm feeding and nurturing my baby and we're going to bond over it. 
And I never felt that way. I never once felt bonded from breastfeeding. I, you know, I know I was exclusively pumping, but I never felt like, yes, my body's amazing. It's producing this nourishing milk. It's feeding my baby. Like we're superheroes. I I never felt that way. I, I hated the way my body felt. I hated the way my body looked. I, uh, it felt so foreign to me. So I felt like I had this completely unfamiliar vessel that I was stuck in and its only purpose was to keep this baby alive that I didn't feel a huge connection with and and it was just this relentless cycle over and over and over again you know my my son went through a period too where he he would only do contact naps so he would only sleep if during the day if I was holding him and because I was pumping, I would pump and then immediately feed the expressed milk so we didn't have to go through the whole, like, putting it in the fridge and then warming it up and yada, yada, yada. And so, you know, he would fall asleep in my arms and I would have to uh, try to pump on, like, one side that was available. And I, I had gotten one of the pumping bras so that I could dual pump, but uh, it was so uncomfortable, and I didn't realize for several weeks that my my pump parts were not fitting me correctly, and so that was causing a lot of extra pain and suffering. And I tried probably five different flanges to try to get them to fit. What I found finally worked best for me was a silicone insert into a larger flange that made it narrower. That plus a ton of nipple butter to lubricate the whole area so that I could pump with only a lot of discomfort instead of pain. Um, So I, and because the parts didn't fit me well, I had, the bra didn't work. It didn't hold it in place well enough. So I would have to hold on with one hand, holding the pump tight to my breast so that I could, um, so I could pump on one side while my son slept on me. And then I would pump for 15 or 20 minutes per side and my son would sleep for about 45 minutes. So the entire time he's asleep, I'm pumping. And then when he wakes up, I feed him. And then he's awake for like, you know, 45 minutes, an hour. And I've got to clean the pump parts and I've got to hold him and play with him. And then he goes, falls asleep again and it's time to pump again because he's going to eat. He's going to need to eat when he wakes up. And I remember using a baby tracking app. And so I would I would track his what diapers, his poopy diapers, his sleep, his awake periods and when he ate and how much he ate and I was also tracking my pumping and I was using it also as a timer for my pump so I knew, you know, like okay, after 15 20 minutes you've done enough on one side. And I remember looking at it one day and it tells you a summary of the day, so it tells you uh, totals for the day and it it was the day wasn't over and I was already at six hours of pumping time for the day and I just started sobbing like it was feeling so overwhelming trying to just feed this child and and keep him alive and keep him you know happy and fed um so many people have told me, oh, you'll miss those times he was sleeping on you. And I really don't. Yes, it was very cute. I do love that he loved to be close to me, but I couldn't go to the bathroom. I couldn't eat. I could barely move. And all I could do when I moved was pump. I, 
I I also have one memory where he was fussy and he didn't want to nap. And so I was holding him. He really liked to be held and bounced on an exercise ball. So I'm holding him in one arm, bouncing on this exercise ball. I roll <clears throat> the ball over, scooting it under my butt close to the outlet so I can plug in my pump. And so I'm holding him with one arm, bouncing, and I've hooked up, plugged in, and gotten my breast pump on my other side with one hand. And I'm bouncing, pumping, and holding my baby, and I'm just crying because I'm so overwhelmed by everything that's happening, and I don't know what else to do. And like this is just my overwhelming life right now. And I, I just... Even now, I still feel so bad that I didn't have that connection with him immediately. And right around the time that my son was born, my husband had started a master's program where he had to go in person in class every other weekend. And because it was the pandemic, they had started virtually. So he he would be home, and in between his class sessions, he could like come help. But I remember he had his first in-person weekend when our son was about like six or seven weeks old. And I remember feeling like, please, you can't leave me here alone with this baby. I'm exhausted and I don't know if I can do all of this myself. Uh, and I actually had a friend of mine come over and hang out with me during the day because I felt like I just need somebody here. I need to know that somebody is here. It, it that just made me feel like I had some support to have somebody around and she didn't she didn't actually like physically do that much to help she you know she held him some she played with him some she maybe fed him once um but it was just like okay I need I need somebody here because I it's just it's overwhelming to be alone with this baby for the first time and that's when we we really started to try to develop a routine and a schedule f- for our son because I, when my husband came back, I told him, look, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by all of this and I need a little bit more like structure or routine in, in my day to be able to continue doing this. And that started to help our son really took to that very well and he started to be able to sleep in his crib during the day. He started sleeping a little bit longer at night, which was really helpful. And it was around that time, too, that I have this very distinct memory of of holding him and hugging him when he, he was totally calm and collected. And I was sobbing, and I was telling him, I, I really do love you, and I know I know that this is a hard time for us right now, but mommy loves you. Okay, I am going to leave this episode here because mommy's getting a little bit emotional. So we will pick up next time with a little bit more of my adventure into motherhood. Thank you for listening to Postpartum Unfiltered. If you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, or leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at postpartum.unfiltered. If you feel called to share your postpartum experience, please contact us on Instagram or at drjilliancampbell.com.